Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You see him come off the line of scrimmage with that little hot Move off the line of scrimmage. Release off the line of scrimmage. Dick to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. It's all the release off the line of scrimmage. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 88. We're on episode Michael Irvin for this one. Yes, sir. Playmaker. Playmaker episode. <laughs> yeah. On this episode, we're talking, we're bringing in we're we're talking. We're leaving week four. We're going into week five. So of course we're gonna hit burning questions. We're gonna hit a couple no cap cap questions. Talk about Thursday night game. Talk about some matchups that we like and dislike for you know for this coming week. So I got anything before we get up into this episode? Yeah, I mean, it's a big week for the Chicago Bears. Big week mm. for Chicago Bears. There, there's rumors mm. that Matt Eberflus is gonna be fired going to be fired if they don't win this game at Washington and it's for some reason I don't know why I think the last two or three years they want to put th- the Thursday night they want to put Washington and Chicago on Thursday nights for some reason and mm. is that the luck of the draw or is that like a what is what is that about they just start they literally just circle these two teams like oh no we want these two on Thursday on prime time we want these two in prime time come it's, on man it's, like I, I like weird. I like Justin Fields. I like DJ Moore, but those two teams together is just not good. I I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe maybe it can be like a sneaky shootout or something. It could surprise. It could be entertaining for the wrong reasons, perhaps. But I'm I don't know, man. But it's football on Thursday night, so why, why am I? I don't need to complain that much. I don't need to complain that much. No, but the I think the underlying thing about that rumor is that let's say you know Eberflus goes, and I know a lot of people would want Lugetsi to go follow suit, go follow his oh ass out too. But Justin Fields, like this, would be another regime that they end up bringing in the following season where they didn't bring him in, they don't owe him anything. So right now they have the first and second pick of the draft. So. That's Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison. So you know you already know what time it is for Justin. It's you're out of here, my guy. It, the the take take the L out of lover. It's over, brother. <laughs> right, that, that's a, that's a line from Adrian Broner. One of his oh man, but no, um, and and I and I like I'm a Justin Fields fan, so I I, I like I like Justin Fields. But look, he could probably use a change of scenery, you know, because if again if the season ended today, they'd have the first and second picks. And if they continue down the trajectory that they're on, it, it'll probably end the same way. 
he's more than likely going to get traded. I think he should probably go or get traded to the Falcons. Does anybody a, go to the Falcons, huh? <laughs> anybody can go. Like, can, can you? Can you? Like, anybody? We've never, I mean, we've never seen Desmond Ritter throw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns before. We've never seen Desmond Ritter rush for a thousand yards. We haven't seen him do anything, but throw inaccurate passes. You know, I was looking at a stat today. Most uncatch. You know, the the, the lowest percentage of uncatchable passes. I saw you know, it too. You, you know who's, you know who's in the top five. You know who's actually first of all. Number number one is obviously Kyle Pitts. He he's, he has yeah. the lowest catchable target rate. But number three is Drake London. Same team, same team, right. same quarterback. Throwing throwing both of them passes, uncatchable as hell. So, you have to be some kind of special to have two your, your basically your best two pass catchers on on top three on that list. That's crazy. Yeah, but and and then conversely, I was looking at another tweet. Thirty six quarterbacks have attempted more than twenty five passes this year. Here are the best and worst quarterbacks in the percentage of throws deemed highly accurate by fantasy points data. Number one, Tua at sixty-three percent. You know yep. that's right. Josh Allen at sixty-three percent, tied for number one. And Trevor Lawrence at fifty-eight percent, third. Number eleven would surprise you, Justin Fields at fifty-two percent. Hmm. But you know who's number thirty-six on that list? Out of 36 qualifying quarterbacks that have thrown 25 or more passes this year, who's, who's number 36? Just take a, take a wild guess who that is. I'm, I'm, I would have said Zach Wilson, but I know it's not him. So let me go with Desmond Ritter. Correct. It is Desmond Ritter <laughs> at 38%. 38%. 38% of his throws deemed highly accurate. 38%. That is pathetic. Pathet- we need Taylor Heineke. We need Taylor Heineke. Bro, in the worst way. In the worst in way. In the worst way. We need Taylor Heineke. I mean, we were going to talk about the, the you know, the Falcons, uh, Falcons Texans game. I mean, let's just go ahead and just get into that. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple things here. A couple things here. Number one, we've seen John U. Smith emerge as a tight end one in, oh. in Atlanta over over Kyle Pitts. And I it's 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 so frustrating because Kyle Pitts has all the you know he has the air yards he has the target rate he's got all the you know all the underlying metrics that would let you believe what would would lead you to believe that you know what things are going to be okay but how long are we going to continue to hold on to that and so my question or actually my statement as we you know lean into cap or no cap my statement to you is I think Kyle Pitts is droppable Kyle Pitts Mm -hmm. is droppable not only can you not start him I don't even think he's worth being rostered. So, I mean, it's it, cap or no cap, cap or no cap. Bro, that's sorry, my Florida brother, but this is no cap, bro. Like he's literally and 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 it's a a lot of people spent fourth round, fifth round capital on him, and he's just like a is a zero, literally a zero. But the only, literally, the only thing that's like saving him. Is the fact that he plays tight end and tight end has been such a dumpster fire that that some people are just gonna be like, nah, I I can't drop him, but no, you can. Like five points, you can find five points somewhere else. Like just drop him. It's just currently, point, it's pointless. Currently, he's the tight end twenty nine on the season. The tight end twenty nine. Why would you continue to trot that out week in and week out? Why? Because you draft you drafted him in the fourth round, so you just jam him in your lineups. It's just like Darren Waller, how we just people had the assumption, oh well, they got nobody else to throw to, so he has to smash. Well, 
that's another guy that you're just smashing your lineups and he's giving you like five points. Give you nothing. It, I mean, look, even even with Darren Waller, he's giving you like a six catch, seventy six yard game, seventy six yard yard game, a tight end, a top five tight end week. He's giving you that. We haven't seen that from Kyle Pitts this year. So at least you know, on on the Giant side, no no receiver, no wide receiver has emerged as as the as the as the undisputed like target hog there. So there's a little hope in that regard for for Darren Waller. I would prefer, I mean rest of season. Are you taking Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts? I think it's an obvious it's an obvious uh, Darren Waller. At least yeah. well, I wouldn't say it's obvious, but it's you know it's a little more obvious than than what you would be led to believe. I think I think it's Darren Waller all day, but. It's like the, these are two of the most frustrating players in fantasy right now, and they both they're both at a position that historically sucks, and uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's really really frustrating. It's really really frustrating. Um, yeah, and so. and I think the position looks even worse this year because you don't have Kelsey balling, you don't have Andrews balling, you got you know San Laporta, somebody that nobody really expects a rookie tight end to you know go and get some major work this dude's tied in too um and albeit that you know jared goff had a history where with hawkinson who's just just as good as him he never threw him the ball so what's what's changed now with this rookie that now you want to throw him the ball but you know again that just goes back to how bad tight end has been man like if you didn't spend then you you probably lucked out yeah basically yeah like John, like Johnu Smith, on the other hand, eighty percent of his targets have been catchable. Now, part of part of why that is is because of Kyle Pitts's A dot. His A dot is like in the double digits. It's it's at least ten yards, you know, ten yards per target versus versus Johnu Smith, which is kind of like a traditional tight end, which is around six to eight yards. So his you know his 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 passes are you know typically on average going to be more catchable. But still, with Kyle Pitts, a, a target like that, I mean. He's six six and you know two forty and he's he runs like the wind and you just can't hit him when he's open. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like Matt Ryan had no problem feeding him and he was washed by the time he was throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts in twenty twenty one his rookie year. He was washed and you know we saw the talent of Kyle Pitts on full almost on full display touchdowns. We didn't we didn't get touchdowns from him. But we got a, a thousand yards. But man, it, it's yeah, it, it is a it is a it, it is trying times in Atlanta and. I can't believe that Taylor Heineken could be the savior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just and it and again, like you going on Desmond Ritter. I know we go on this tangent about Desmond Ritter, but Desmond Ritter, more than half his about half his throws have been zero to nine yards. So where's Pitts gonna get those targets if his A dot's over ten? Yeah. He's very so. true. Very true. And that's why I I, I picked up some John Smith in on waivers this 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 week. <laughs> I mean, cause what <laughs> The, the production ain't lying, right? The production ain't yeah. lying, right? And yeah. he he seems to trust him. He seems to want to throw the ball closer to the line of scrimmage, like he says, you between zero and nine yards. And that's where Jonathan Smith is driving. They're actually designing plays for him. They're actually designing like tight end screens and putting him in motion. You know, like I, I don't know. It, I know we got a, a deep tangent on. Anyways, on yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's let's switch let's switch gears to the other side of that game that the, the Texans uh the, the, the Texans Falcons game to the Texans where you know we've seen C.J. Stroud start like balling like balling out of control man he's thrown no interceptions he's on pace for five thousand yards he hasn't taken any sacks the last two games 
And he's got like over like the last three games, I think he's he set a record for for passing yards for a rookie in NFL history. Like he he is he's the real deal. And what what did I say back in the show back back in you know the springtime? I feel like he should have been the number one pick over over uh, over Bryce Young. Bryce Young. I even tweeted it out too. It's 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 on my. You search my tweets. You search CJ Stroud, April twenty eighth. Check the receipts. Yeah. But yeah, man. Like, I I like what I see from the Texans offense. Very surprising that they're that they that they've been doing this, especially without a you know a fully healthy offensive line. The offensive line's been banged up. They've had injuries, and yeah. they've just been torching teams um, through the air. And so I, I I like I like what I see from 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 C J Stroud and and those receivers. Um, I yeah I think this is still this is a, still a pretty good matchup. I know you know Atlanta has uh has AJ Terrell at corner and they and they have Jesse Bates at safety so they have a couple of uh, really really good defenders and so Nico Collins may see a lot of AJ Terrell it may it may make it difficult for him but they got Tank Dell Tank Dell can could definitely you know take the top off of the defense and and and, and go deep and I, I, I again I like this Texas offense man what do you what do you what are your thoughts on uh, on Houston Yeah I mean you know, with their makeshift O line, they've looked pretty good. So it's, it's just, uh, you know, just really surprising. Uh, and I know they want to win games because they don't want they don't want that pick they traded away for Will Anderson to be, you know, be a really high pick. So there's a little incentive to you know go out there and you know just let CJ just learn on the job like he just let him sling it, man. So it's it's beautiful to see. Honestly, this is what you're supposed to do with a rookie rookie quarterback that you've. You know, you want him to be your franchise guy. Just, you know, get him out there and let him learn on the job. Uh, you know, Atlanta is minus two. They're they're favored by two points somehow. Uh, but well, you know, but Vegas does. Points, yep, Vegas, that means. yep. Vegas does not believe in them at home, so mm-hmm. that that shades well for for the Texans. Um, but you know, overall, in terms of who you can start in this game, uh, Bijan on the Atlanta side and. What that's it? Maybe, maybe Drake London. I don't know. Um, I mean that that's that's questionable because Houston yeah. Houston's defense is pretty good. They're first in air yards and air yards per attempt allowed, third in pressure rate. And so Desmond Ritter, I mean he's 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 not he he doesn't he doesn't throw accurate passes as it is. And if he's under any kind of pressure, imagine <laughs> imagine him throwing ball throwing passes under pressure. And so that. Mm, it, it could it could it could potentially be a long day for 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 that passing offense in uh in, in Atlanta and they're gonna have to stick to running the ball with B. John Robinson and you know the one thing about B. John Robinson is that his his playing his uh his his carry share has gone up each of the you know each of the first four weeks he's up to uh, he just had a season high sixty four percent carry share uh, uh, you know against the Jags so Tyler Algier is 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 being relegated to just scraps at this point. I know yeah. a lot of people were kind of concerned about their about their usage, especially after week one where Algier had two touchdowns. But many of us thought it wasn't sustainable because, you know, that eventually, you know, I hate to use a little cliche here, but the cream's going to rise to the top. And that is B. John Robinson. And he's going to continue to continue to, uh, to to command all, all that volume in yeah. that backfield. Yeah. And he's not being affected by the game script because. I mean, they're using them a lot in the passing game as well. So, um, Houston side, probably starting C.J. Stroud. Uh, probably, 
probably. You know, he's a, he's a top 12 quarterback and everything, of course. Yeah. I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> you, I would lean towards not starting Pierce because for whatever reason, he's barely playing 50% of the snaps. He's not playing any of the long down distance. Um, and Atlanta's run defense is pretty good. Um, and then what, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, you could probably start those guys. And I think that's pretty much it. Maybe Dalton Schultz, if you... Nope. <laughs> if 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 you're lacking in tight end, you could start him maybe, but I wouldn't recommend it. But I mean, that's pretty much it here. So let let's let let's see where Dalton Schultz compares to Kyle Pitts. Hold on, one oh, second. Man. Oh man, come on, man. He's the tight end twenty three, <laughs> and Kyle Pitts is the tight end twenty nine. You know what? I, I, enough, yeah, just... enough of this game. <laughs> next game. Next game. Uh, all right. Uh, next game, we can just touch on real quick. Carolina and Detroit. Detroit's a nine and a half point favorite at home. Forty four and a half over under. Uh, Carolina is looking for a number one wide receiver after they traded their number one wide receiver to get Bryce Young. So that's a little odd for especially for a staff that doesn't really believe in the wide receiver position in a day and age where wide receivers are ruling the land. Another odd thing. Mm. Um, just really odd. Just really odd, man. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, how is how is Carolina going to move the ball? Because. Mm. I mean, their running backs are—they're probably not going to find much room. You know, the the, the Lions—they're—they're they're surrendering the sixth lowest fantasy points per game allowed to you know to the running back position, second lowest rush yards per game, at just forty-five. In Carolina, I mean, they have the ninth lowest adjusted yards before contact per attempt. So it just removes like kneel downs and stuff like that. So good, good luck. Yeah. Good luck moving the ball and. Yeah, it, it's it's not it's not it's not shaping up to be a, a great game for for the Carolina offense. So basically, start nobody on the Carolina side. Maybe Adam Thielen because he's getting the targets, he's getting volume, and that's probably yeah. that's the only guy yeah. you're probably starting. Detroit, you go ahead and you can start Jared Goff. You can start Amon Ra. I know he was on, he didn't practice today, but he probably plays. Starting Sam Laporta, tight end two, the tight end yep. two overall. You're starting. You're gonna probably start. You're gonna jam Gibbs in your lineup. Just be patient. If you're, I mean, you drafted him high for a reason. You're starting Monty. Um, are people gonna be spicy enough to start JMO though? I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend doing that. I need to see it. Cause even last year, if you go to last year, he didn't. When he got back on the field, he didn't really do much. He, I think he only had like four catches. The games hey, he played. Come on, JMO. Mm-hmm. You get one catch, one catch for forty-one yeah, yards. You're right. Party. You're right on on a on a busted coverage at that. So on a blown coverage. Yep. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I would not start him. I, I you need to wait to see it. Um. All right. So where you want to go to next? Let, well, let's talk on the London game real quick. Last week we saw, you know, that London game. Then they did the tour story thing. Uh, what did you think about that? Um, outside of the. The, the you know the the Falcons debacle and Ritter being atrocious. I want to talk about Calvin Ridley because over the last over the last three games we've seen a we've seen mm-hmm. Christian Kirk out target him. Uh, you know he Christian Kirk has had a twenty nine percent target share versus Calvin Ridley at fifteen percent. So since week one, it's just been downhill from for, for Calvin Ridley, and it's just I, I'm not I'm not sure what's going on. I know they've missed on a couple of big plays. Because I know they, I, I've wa- I watched a couple of uh, a couple of those. I, I watched a couple of those back. Calvin really had a couple of drops. He's drawn some big pass interference penalties, but 
the overarching theme here is is what it's shaping up to be is that Calvin Ridley's not really a number one receiver. Like we mm. talked about in the summer. Like he was a really good number two, not really number one. We we see glimpses of a number one, right? We see glimpses of number one, like in 2020 when you know Julio Jones was, you know, 50%. We saw him, you know, operate as a number one, but that's not that's because the other guy was hurt. So yeah, I I I'm not sure what's going on with that target share, but would would Zay Jones Zay Jones has been out even with Zay Jones out over the last couple of weeks, you would think there would be more target share to go to Calvin Ridley, but that's mostly being gobbled up by Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. And yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not entirely sure what's going on with Calvin Ridley. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm a little confused too. I would have thought with Zay Jones out that it would have it would have helped um, Calvin, but it hasn't. Now, when Zay comes back, I wonder if things are going to shift. I'm assuming uh, we're not going to see Christian Kirk on two wide receiver sets like we have been seeing him uh, with, with uh, you know, with Zay Jones out. So his target share is probably going to come down some. And I would, I mean, I would assume that it kind of, you know, reverts back to what we saw week one, but I'm not sure. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, with Zay Jones out, right, even before Zay Jones came uh, came out, after the first game, his A has gone up higher than it was the first game. I think his first game he was under 10. Now he's been he hasn't been under 12 and a half A dot each of these last three games since then. So mm. I don't know. Maybe they might have him a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage and see if he can you know catch those passes because we are seeing him you know, game two, game three, he has some notable drops. So Yeah. So um, since since week one, when Calvin really finishes the wide receiver six, he's gone at wide receiver eighty one, wide receiver sixty six, and wide receiver thirty one. And he only had he was only wide receiver thirty one last week because he Caught a touchdown on a blown coverage. Busted. Yep, very blown. So, yep. And so I know AJ Terrell was shadowing him, and he drew a couple penalties on him. But still, it was it was the Christian Kirk. It was the Evan Ingram show. Yeah, Trevor didn't even want to try. He didn't even want to try it. Honestly, that's what yeah. it looked like. He didn't want to try that that matchup. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, but you know they got the Bills this week. The Bills have the best DVOA um, of any three-one team in history. Uh, we we saw what they did with the with the Dolphins last week. They just had them in law order. Just <laughs> no call, no show for pretty much all the notable people on that offense, except for you know A chain A chain. So A chain A chain. You're right, A chain. Uh, so I think Trevor's going to struggle in this game, uh, with that pass rush that what Buffalo has, um, you know, and on the Buffalo side, you know, I think it's just wheels up for everybody digs, 
You see the Diggs and Josh Allen connection. I thought it was. I thought everybody everybody was so worried before the off season. I mean, during the off season, here we are. You know, just business as usual. So it was always it was always BS, man, because it's always a media fabrication and a media just blowing it out of proportion, and that's what they're proving, right? They're just proving that what what the hell were y'all talking about? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like what what were y'all talking about? And in and. Stephon Diggs' three touchdowns on on Sunday was against I think the same guy. They, they it was the because I think they they lined up Xavier Howard on one side and they just allowed like Steph, Steph Stephon Diggs just have his way with uh, with number I think his his number four I think his last name starts with K I can't remember off the top of my head but whatever it was oh I know who you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. Kohu yeah young young corner that got abused man yeah yeah he. He he was in the gulag, so yeah. <laughs> Stephon Diggs was just doing whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, and Josh Allen had more touchdowns than incompletions on on Sunday. So that just kind of tells you like what kind of game he had and how they just they they were just not to be played with that day, not to be played with whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So the Bills side, I'm starting Josh Allen, Diggs, uh, Gabe Davis. If you got him in. Um, you know, in a deeper league, it's tough to trust him. But you know, who else are you going to throw to? Uh, Kincaid, what do you feel about him? Because I know this past week he he ran more routes than he has in um, you know any of the other games. We saw Dawson Knox kind of take a little bit of a backseat. So um, season high, season high in routes run for Kincaid. I think his 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 snap share and his opportunities on the rise. So I think that's a guy that you should definitely look to buy, especially in this Bills offense with Josh Allen clicking like this. I, I think this is the time to kind of get Dalton Kincaid. He didn't. He wasn't very productive. Four catches, twenty-seven yards, but he's and his ADOT's relatively low. But it's only a matter of time before he starts having having some games. It, it's it's his turn. We've seen Stephon Diggs. We've seen Gabe Davis do their thing. Now we're waiting for that third guy to emerge, and it, and they're giving Dalton Kincaid more opportunities. I think he's going to be the next guy up to to start to start eating start eating. From, uh, from yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jag side, real quick. You can start. I wouldn't. St- I would not start Trevor if you have other option. I wouldn't expect too much from him. Etienne's is in a bad matchup, so be wary of that. You know, Ingram's in a bad matchup. Buffalo allows the second lowest, you know, point total points to tight end position. Uh, only team lower is Washington, so I'll be wary of that. Also, you wouldn't bench uh, him though. Then even Ingram yeah, yeah. no, you, no, I'm, I'm, I didn't say bench him. I just said be wary, just be aware that this team usually locks down the tight ends, um, and then you're gonna start, you're gonna start Kirk and Rit and and really regardless, but also just you know just be wary that you might not you, know, you might not see the production that you want to see. So yeah, but the next game we want to get to interesting game, Cincinnati at Arizona. Cincinnati mm. is a three-point road favorite over the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, they've been very productive, or not very competitive this season to this point. They beat the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. They held their own against the 49ers. They, they lost by one score to the Commanders and the Giants in consecutive weeks. But that offense is, is I mean, we'll start, we'll start with Arizona really quick. Their offense been kind been, been kind of sneaky good, man. Mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs, two out of two, two out of the last three weeks, QB eight or better against against two really good teams. 
against really tough defenses, like very daunting, daunting defenses. So, and he's running the ball too. I think he has like 15 to 17% of design rush attempts. So he's creeping, as I mentioned on the waiver wire show, he's creeping towards QB1 territory in that offense. He's fourth in quarterback rushing, 141 yards, four. Yeah, fourth, man. Yeah, that, that, he's, he's doing his thing. And there was a recent report that said Kyler Murray is still a couple of weeks out from, uh, from at least being activated. Now, we, they, they didn't even say playing. They said a couple of weeks away from being activated. And I don't even know when that's going to be. I mean, are we looking at like November? But, you know, the Cardinals, they are, they are still one and three. And they don't I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're going to be a, you know a losing team but they'll be a competitive losing team right and for a team that's supposed to be tanking they're not doing a very good job at least you know from a from a stand from the standpoint of making it look like they're tanking and so but i but i like what i i, I like what i've seen from that offense so far especially josh dobbs and you know we got hollywood brown leading the team in targets but then michael wilson the rookie from from stanford has been emerging and he's gotten a lot of you know he's gotten a lot of buzz throughout. He got a lot of buzz throughout the spring and and training camp, and and now he's starting to starting to starting to translate it, starting to translate it to you know to some on field production. Broke out against the 49ers of all teams. You know over 20 plus fantasy points. Liking what liking what I'm seeing. Liking what I'm seeing. Liking what I'm seeing. Quick thoughts about the Cardinals. Josh Dobbs is QB 16. He's above Trevor Lawrence. Geno Smith, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones. Just like we predicted. <laughs> just it's just surprising, man. You know, it's just it's crazy to see this offense, you know, being average at least, which is way more than what we expected after they were, you know, just trying to sell off everything. We just thought it was just gonna be smash James Conner for like 25 times and you know, try not to get blown out. But this is, you know, really surprising. And, you know, another surprising thing is that they're not even, like, bottom half of teams that are, like, pass rate over expected. Like, you would think they'd be one of the teams at the bottom where they're just running the ball, the hell out the ball. But they're actually one of the teams that are passing. I think they're eighth in pass pass rate over expected, which is another surprising thing. So Pass-heavy offense. They're eighth in EPA, too. They're eighth in EPA. So, I mean – if you got the discount on um, uh, Hollywood Brown, then you know, congrats. Like you, you got a discount on a, you know, somebody that's trending to be a, a, a top twelve wide receiver. I mean, granted, we'll see what happens as the season goes on, but it's it's, it's been good to see that on that yep. side for sure. Yeah, but a, a side that's not been good, the Bengals. That side hasn't been good, and it's mostly because of Joe Burrow's calf injury and Joe Burrow just playing. You know, playing the worst ball of his career. And that leads us to our second cap or no cap statement. And so based on everything you've seen so far, Joe Burrow is no longer startable and you could potentially drop him as well. Cap or no cap? I will say no cap to you cannot start him with confidence. Uh, I would say cap to droppable i'll probably wait another week or two but again this is another person another quarterback that you know you spent high capital on that's not paying off at all um you know they gave us the warning signs when he didn't do anything in preseason because his calf was hurt 
I know Jeff Mueller, he's he's mentioned that, you know, when you go into a season with a soft tissue injury that you usually re-aggravate it 20 to 30 percent and your fantasy out, uh, production is going to be, I can't remember the percentage, but it's at least, you know, 15, 20 percent lower than what it was the previous season. So it sucks to see this, but I mean, you can see the product on the field. I mean, look at what Tennessee did, bro. Like Tennessee is literally the worst passing defense and they're a pass funnel and they couldn't pass the ball they couldn't. If you them. can't pass on tennessee that is a problem right that is a problem so i mean for this offense i mean the o-line is still i mean in the granted he's still getting a lot of time in the pocket to throw i think he's top five in terms of time to throw so it's just but i did also hear a stat when he uh he's getting a blitz a lot more and he's struggling you know making the reads when when teams blitz him he can't run so it makes sense um yeah so like and and just just a quick note about that couple things number one they the Bengals offensive line according to pff they have the sixth worst pass blocking grade so math checks out there right their their offensive line hasn't really been all they when when have they really ever been good right and joe burrow is still cooking but regarding the blitz for joe burrow versus the blitz so this year it's 53% completion percentage and 4.8 yards per attempt. Last year, 66%, 7.7 yards per attempt. And then in 2021, that you know, the true breakout year, 72%, 10.6 yards per attempt. And so you made a good point. Can't run, can't 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 evade the blitz. And usually when he gets, you know, more more than when when he gets pressured, he's going to He's gonna fold. He's gonna fold and yeah. throw inaccurate passes. And so, which which is sad because he destroyed the blitz. You know, last year, year before, just he dares yeah. teams to blitz because we can do with those weapons. But you know, just the one last thing about the pile on Joe Burrow. He's literally the last player in the league in terms of fantasy points per draft back. Fantasy at point two one, which is point zero five. You know, less than Derek Carr, who's second. Bryce Young, that's third. You know. Gardner Minshew even has more points per drop back, and he's only played a game in a quarter or whatever, two quarters or whatever it is. So, yeah. just it's just sad to see it's it's zapping, zapping fantasy production. You know, you've seen you're seeing Jamar Chase having to catch the ball, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage to, to try to make plays to you know to accommodate for the injury that uh, that Joe Burrow suffering. So, but I mean, on this offense, you're still going to start Jamar Chase. You're going to start. Boyd Higgins says he's trying to come, he's trying to play if he can. He's in a contract year, so of course he's going to try to play. He's trying to get paid, so yeah. He, um, he, if he knows what's good for him, he better he better shoot that thing up and and, and get out yeah. there and play yeah. and wear and wear wear a, a flak jacket, something. <laughs> and yeah. um, you can start you can start uh Joe Mixon here. Arizona's let, allowed the third most fancy points to running backs, even though uh since he's Offensive line, run blocking wise, has been one of the poorest thus far. But you can start him. You can start I mean, him. Just let Christian McCaffrey score four touchdowns and have over 100 yards of offense. So I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you, you let one guy go run wild like that, let let's. I mean, of course. But but switching gears though, from you know from one running back's been running wild to another, Philadelphia and, and uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Los Angeles or Philadelphia, they're favored by four on the road, 15 and a half point over under. 
the Philly run game has been, you know, very strong, led by DeAndre Swift. He's basically getting most of the work there since that one breakout game against the Vikings where he went for 175 yards. Then he then Tampa Bay and then last week against the Commanders. So DeAndre Swift, man, like he's been I, I just I, I I hope that he stays healthy so he can continue to prove the haters wrong because this is what we've wanted to see from DeAndre Swift. We wanted to see like him put together a full season. And it looks like he's he's well on his way to doing that. Well on his way to doing that. And so what are your what are your thoughts on the Eagles run game? Uh, they look good, you know. Uh, like you said, with with Gainwell in and Swift, you know, both healthy. We've seen Swift handle uh, the majority of the of the rush attempts in that backfield. He's kind of split the routes with Gainwell, so it looks like they 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 are trusting Swift more in terms of, you know, just handling the workload as they're as they're running back and kind of supplementing with Gainwell, which is you know a good thing to see because, I mean, you're seeing it for a few weeks now that. The explosion that that Swift has and just the scheme is just a, a great fit for him. So, I mean, it it is is making sense. Like the trade making sense. We we saw before, we said it whenever they made the trade. Like they just got a really talented running back on pennies on the dollar and it's paying off. So, you know, salute to them for for getting them. Now I will say the Rams' defensive line, this defense in terms of you know defending running backs has been you know one of the top tops in the league. So it should be interesting to see. You know this defensive line and this offensive line matchup, and see who who wins out in terms of you know run blocking and uh, if these running backs can get loose. Yep, yep. But on the Ram side, the biggest question here is obvious. Mm. This is the impending return of Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is he had his practice window open, the twenty one day practice window open to return from IR. He practiced in full today. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Sean McVay said he's not going to be limited. He said he doesn't know where he found that. He saw that. He, he got y'all got that from. He's going to be full go. So it begs the question: What happens to Puka Nakua? Where where does he slot in? I mean, he's is he still a top fifteen wide receiver? He's still a top twenty wide receiver. And at least in my opinion, I'll, I'll let me let me answer first before you, I let you go. I, I think that I, I think they could both be supported as top fifteen as top fifteen options. Top 15 and top 20 options, at least, you know, to kind of start things off, especially when Cooper Cup just finally re- you know, returns initially. Because, again, you know, Matthew Stafford, he leads, he leads the NFL in dropbacks. So they're passing the ball a lot already. The pass volume is, is going to be there, and it's going to be enough for, for both of them to eat. It's going to be enough for them to eat. So, at least in my opinion, I think they're, I don't think, Puka, I don't think a lot is, is I don't think there's going to be that much of a drop off with Puka. It's going to be a little drop off because, Cooper Cup is that dude, but there's still going to be some opportunity for 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 Puka to eat too. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, we saw I believe it was 2021 where before you know Robert was towards ACL, him and Cup were top 12 wide receivers for I think nine weeks. So it's this isn't out the out the realm of possibility. Like it could be done. Like both of these guys can be top 12 options on the same team. So I I don't think. I mean, obviously you're gonna see a, a drop off, but I don't think it's gonna be like a major drop off. I think you can you can start you can still play both of them just fine and won't see you know see any you know major dips like you getting Puka. I mean, he was a free square. You didn't expect this, so anything that you're getting you know even after this is just like you're playing with house money. So uh, yeah, I, I think it still wills up for both of them. It's not even like they're lining up Puka where where. You know where Cooper Cup was like they're lining him up 
they're using them in different 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 ways it's almost like uh, you know hearing people saying they're using them as if he's robert woods whenever when robert Woods went up I, like i said i believe it was 2021 but you know cooper's gonna slide in and, and do his his damage but who could can definitely still eat too so yep yep but the last game last game here <laughs> and it's gonna be the, the 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 main event of the sun of, of sunday <laughs> cowboys at 49ers Cowboys at 49ers. 49ers are three and a half point favorites. Over under is 45. And so, you know, we we we've got the 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 top two teams, the point differential. Cowboys versus the 49ers. I think the 49ers are plus 80 or, or Cowboys are like plus 80 or something, and 49ers like plus 60. Or I, I might I might have those flipped, but the point differential both for, for both of them is out of control. It's completely out of control. But the the one thing that I, I I'm looking at here is when when you look at all the all the EPA the CPOE composite scores and all that stuff like Brock Purdy is near the top. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy is near the top. He's been effectively the most efficient quarterback in the league on a per play basis for his team. But the one thing I want to look at, and this was a, this was a this was the stat that I found uh, from Scott Barrett, completion percentage when operating from a clean pocket. Over the last three weeks, number one is Tua. Number two is Brock Purdy at 81%. But when under pressure, under pressure, weeks two through four, Brock Purdy's completion percentage goes down to 53% when under pressure, when under pressure. And who has the highest pressure rate in the league? Cowboys. Absolutely. They have the highest pressure rate in the league at 56%. No other team. No other team is is above 45. No other team is above 45. So if the Cowboys can get to Brock Purdy, and I know there's there's some weaknesses on the 49ers offensive line. There's a guard that's like you know very yep. lowly the, rated. The, the right yeah. guard. Yeah. The right guard is food, basically. So Dan Quinn needs to send the goons to that to that gap and 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 to get after Brock Purdy. If we can get to Brock Purdy, there's the you know the efficiency of the 49ers offense we're, we're gonna it's gonna be really really put to the test um so that that's that's the one thing that i'm looking at and yeah it's it's, it's gonna be really really good game but that's the biggest thing that i'm looking at what are your thoughts uh, on the game the biggest thing i'm looking at is dak can you trust him in your starting lineups in fantasy this week um that 49ers defense has also been nasty versus every opponent they've faced um no, Dak really, really hasn't been good this year. He's been saved because the defense is scoring touchdowns. Honestly, we haven't scored From a fantasy perspective. Not, yeah, 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 fantasy perspective. We haven't even, we haven't even scored in the red zone this year. So, when we get down there, we uh, is he going to get us in the end zone or is he not? Um, so, I think that's the question that people are going to have to ask themselves: Do they want to start Dak? Dak is twentieth in fantasy points per drop back at point three eight. Yeah, you, you you can't you can't really start Dak. I believe he has the lowest the lowest average uh the lowest A dot or lowest yards per attempt. Either either the lowest A dot or the lowest yards per attempt in the, in the league because he, he he has the second lowest A dot. Second only lowest Bryce Young, only Bryce Young is lower. Second lowest A dot. Yeah. So he's you know he has he has been taking care of the ball, which is a which is a a plus in real life. But in term, when it, when it comes to a fantasy points. He's not getting you that much fantasy points. He's, I think, twentieth or twenty fourth in fantasy points per game. 
So he's not he's not delivering in fantasy. So and especially in this matchup, I know we've seen other quarterbacks be successful against the 49ers. I know Matt Stafford was, you know, he threw he threw for 300 yards and we saw Josh Dobbs just finish at the QB eight. But the way that Dak's been playing is not fantasy friendly. It may be friendly for real life when he's not turning the ball over, but I, I think he's safe on the bench and there's other streamers. There's better options like Joshua Dobbs, like I mentioned. There's, you know, you can mention you can stream Sam Howell against the Bears uh, to, um, Thursday night. So there's other options that you can get in your lineup. But CeeDee Lamb, you're still you're still firing him up. Obviously, Tony Pollard, you're still firing him up. Jake Ferguson, who's been who's coming off of a seven catch, seventy seven yard game, you can fire him up too. But the other guys, Michael Gallup, if you're in a pinch, if you're if you're in a you know desperation flex, you know if you're in a pinch, maybe. Brandon Cooks is he's like a wide receiver ninety three hasn't done yeah. anything at all. I think we need to. Uh, there's there, there's there's questions about about Brandon Cooks. Like, what do you now? He's now he's not being used. He's not throwing. The, he's not getting looks down the field. So it goes both ways. Quarterback needs to throw throw the ball down the field, and Brandon Cooks needs to actually get open. And so, but yeah, those are the only two, those are the only guys you're really starting Pollard. C.D. Lamb and Jake Ferguson. Yeah, on, on, on the Cowboys. San Francisco, you're gonna start Purdy. You're uh, gonna probably, you're probably you you're gonna start CMC. No question. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're starting Brandon Ayuk. You're starting Debo. I would be questionable in starting uh, George Kittle. Um, he's probably gonna be doing. But uh, granted, he did he did chew us up in that uh, the uh, the uh, divisional round. They did let him get loose in that, but uh, George Kittle has been very underwhelming this year. So I'd be questionable to start him, even with even with the Cowboys. I believe they are the um, they have allowed the I think their bottom half in terms of fantasy points allowed the tight end. So you can start him if you want to, but if you can find elsewhere, then I, I wouldn't blame you. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about favorable matchups this week. The first one I think is pretty obvious. We just saw Chicago, you know, have their best, you know, their best offensive day by far this uh, this year. Uh, I think this is the first time that Justin Fields has, you know, thrown over 300 yards, four touchdowns uh, in his career. So it's, uh, you know, going against this Denver defense, but specifically uh, Brees Hall versus Denver. They have allowed the most rush yards, the most carries, yards per carry, most touchdowns. Second most receiving yards to running backs. And on top of that, we just saw a report that you know Brees Hall is off the training wheels. Man, he can he's a full no no uh, cap on you know having him out there just you know just go. So no more no more limitations for Brees. So yeah. he's gonna be the Brees is gonna be unleashed. And ironically, this is the game where he got hurt last year or the the, the event like, at Denver. This is where he got hurt last year. He ripped off that sixty-two yard run, and then the next possession he got hurt. So yep. he's going to be looking to he's he's going to be looking for his get back. Yeah, he's going to be looking for his get back. Yeah. So the next the next matchup, well, next couple of matchups, we'll just round it out really quick. Josh Jacobs versus the, the Packers. The Packers they, they just been getting ravaged by by running backs all season long. They've given up the you know the RB eight, the RB nine, the RB two in three or four games, and they just got pounded by David Montgomery for over a hundred yards and three touchdowns. And so their their rush defense, they've just it, it's been it's honestly been a problem for 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 many years. I mean, if you go back to their five game losing streak last year, 
They gave up over like 125 yards in like four consecutive games. They gave up over 100, 100 plus yards to the Jets, to the Giants, to the Texans. And I can't remember who else was there, but they've been giving up the cheeks on the ground for quite some time. And um, on the Raiders side, obviously, Josh Jacobs is, is, has been dominating the Raiders opportunities, 81% of the running back opportunities, and he's sixth in expected fantasy points per game. So he's going to get his. He's going to get loose, I think, in this game. Prime time that those fans going to be rocking in Vegas. Yep. And so and now, you know, on the other side, it's obviously Devontae Adams first game versus the Packers since get, mm. since being traded from them. So he's going to be extra motivated to to show out as well. So, I mean, if, if anything, I mean, I, I don't have that as a favorable matchup. But if it's Devontae Adams revenge game, I'd, I'd fire him up as you know, as in, in, in that revenge narrative, if you will. But the last the last favorable matchup is Zay Flowers versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has given up the most the most fantasy points to the slot wide receiver. They've given up the fourth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. They've given up the most receiving touchdowns. And Pittsburgh has given up 32 plus PPR points to the top wide receiver in three or four weeks. So <laughs> this team is food. F-O-O-D. <laughs> food. <laughs> it's really simple, and you, we don't know the health of Odell Beckham. We don't know the health of Rashad Bateman. So Zay Flowers is is the only wide receiver on the Ravens that you can trust. So fire him up, take the overs, and I'm sure it's probably gonna be like 49 or between 49 and 53 yards. Take the overs because I think Zay Flowers is 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 the next wide receiver to smash. But um, speaking of not well, it's kind of switching gears to players that aren't gonna smash. We have unfavorable matchups. First one is Trevor Lawrence versus the Bills. They allow the lowest fantasy points to the quarterback position. Fifth lowest passing yards. And, you know, this year has been a weird year for Trevor Lawrence. Fifth lowest EPA per play while pressured in Buffalo. They got a 44% pressure rate, which is the third most in the league. So they, they're, they're, they're pretty stat on defense. And I, I I know we cited a you know a couple of DVOA uh, metrics and DVOA statistics from from Aaron from Aaron Schatz who who does all the DVO, DVOA work for FTN Fantasy and I believe like Buffalo's defense over like the first three weeks or four weeks had was was historically good I think they were like one of the one of the best DV, uh, defenses from a DVOA perspective of all time over the first four weeks and so that's what Trevor Lawrence is up against. And this is their second straight London game, so I don't know if they stay in London. Do they, yeah, they fly back? They, okay, they, they stay. Okay, it, it, mm-hmm. yeah, I was about to say, I was like, okay, that's that's a lot of time in London. So we've never seen that in NFL history. I don't know how that's going to affect them. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be good for them. Well, actually, I don't know because since Buffalo is going there and 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 Jacksonville may have a little bit of an advantage, we 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 just don't know how it's going to play out. We've just never seen it before, so. But Buffalo has been been awesome on defense, and Trevor Lawrence is probably best suited to be on your bench. And then, lastly, we already talked about the 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 the, the Carolina running backs versus Detroit. Don't start anyone. Miles Sanders is battling a groin injury as well. So, and 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 Detroit's defense has been stout versus running backs so far. I mean, they stopped they stopped the the, the Falcons run game last uh, a couple of weeks ago. They stopped they stopped the Packers run game last week. Aaron Jones, I know that was his first game back from the hamstring injury, but he, you know, 18 yards. And then A.J. Dillon, he's been mid all year. Worse, actually not worse than mid. Not mid even is actually, mid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not even mid. Worse than mid. Mid is actually, like,
praising him a little bit. He's he's been like awful, like stuck in mud, awful. And so yeah, Lions been stuff at running backs. Don't start any, any Carolina Panthers. Now the last part of the show, we're gonna talk about Thursday night game really quick. We did briefly touch on the Bears. Um, you know, the Bears situation. This is a big game for the, you know, for the for Chicago Bears, potentially firing the coach after this game. Should they should they not be victorious? Um, but Chicago's offense, they just had a great showing against the Broncos, which is great. And we talked about how DJ Moore and Justin Fields, at least I did, I still feel like they are a top ten duo. Look, they they showed they showed Cap. That look, they showed it last week. And they still have a favorable <laughs> schedule. They got the Vikings coming up too. Vikings are food as well. Just saying that that could be a launching off point for them. Could be we, a launching off point point for remember, them. Remember, we did say last week that this these three games he needed if 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 he needed to do it, these were gonna be the three. So yeah, these were gonna yeah, these were gonna be the three. But in terms of their offense, though, they're still 28th in DVOA. Their defense is 31st in DVOA. So but on the Washington side, they have they have an advantage here. But um, you know, it, the, the the Bears, they just they're just such a bad team. Like they're just such a bad team. And I, I just Matt Eberflus is three three and eighteen as a as a as a head coach. It, do do you how long do you think this lasts? You know how long do you think this lasts? I know they're on four right now, and it's just I don't know, man. It, it, I mean, it's, we talked. I mean, we talked about at the beginning. Like, get them out of there if they can't if they don't beat Washington. I don't think they beat Washington. So stop. Just stop the bleeding now, man. Just get them out of there. Are you so? Just re- real quick question regarding their offense. You're obviously, you know, Fields is Fields is an every week starter, re- regardless of what people feel about him. And the, <laughs> obviously, DJ Moore and Cole Komet, who who emerged finally, and maybe it took maybe it took removing Chase Claypool out of the offense for Cole Komet to finally shine. Thank God, right? But <laughs> the, the running backs. Are, are you buying that Khalil Herbert usage last week? Because it was that's the most that he's. 79% snaps was a surprise. Like he hadn't played more than like I think 50 all season long and he just vaulted up to 79. So I was watching that. I was watching I was following the game on Red Zone and every time I looked up it was Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert was in the game, not Roshan Johnson and we thought Roshan Johnson was kind of trending towards potentially taking over the backfield but looks like there was a little bit of a setback there. So what do you think about the running backs? I don't it's weird because like you saw Khalil Herbert take 80% of the snaps. 60% of the rush rush attempts is what you want to see, but he didn't get any of the inside the five you know, attempts. He hasn't got any of those this year. So, and he's kind of splitting the, the two-minute offense, kind of splitting the long down distance. I don't know, man. Like, it wasn't like the game. Well, I didn't think the game was out of reach for him to be out the game. I think it'll be really – I think it kind of goes back to what we've seen, you know, the, the two weeks prior, week two, week three, where it's almost like, is almost like a 55-45 type of split, and you're seeing you no know, Roshan, you no know, run, you no know, you no know, take like 30, 40 percent of the routes ran on in the backfield. But it was a little interesting to see Khalil Herbert play that much. Yeah, yeah. So I there was actually some leagues where I saw Khalil Herbert on waivers because they were sick of his sick of his lack <laughs> of production, and they saw the declining they saw the declining playing time. I I don't know, man. I I. I, I need to see it another week before I can like really buy into it, but it it, it sucks because I was I was on, I was on the side of Roshan Johnson taking over the backfield, but now we kind of re, 
got to reassess. Got to reassess. Yeah. We see another. We see another week of Khalil Herbert dominating snaps. What What do we do here? We We have to adjust to new information, new information, mm-hmm. new things that we see. We got to adjust to it. So, um, that's that's what we got. What do you What do you got on the Washington side? Uh, so I mean, you've already talked about they they have the advantage on the offense and defense. Uh, defense in terms of DVOA. They're 21st in offense, 18th on defense. Uh, Washington's pass protection, a clear advantage over Chicago's. I think Chicago has like a 28% pressure rate, 6% sack conversion. So Sam Howell should have time to throw, but I mean, Sam Howell is also taking the most sacks in the league at 24. He holds the ball too long. Um, so this could be something for you know, Chicago kind of capitalize on is the fact that he holds the ball too long. Yeah, the the Bears they don't get pressure, and Sam Sam Howe gives up, and then the Washington Washington get they give up a lot of pressure. So it might be like one of those situations where it's like the the what was it like the the movable force meets the whatever whatever however that saying goes, but like the backward the the, the, the mm-hmm. reverse of that saying. But anyways, whatever you can edit um, that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, but yeah. So the Bears they don't get pressure, and Washington gives up a lot of pressure, and a great matchup for Sam Howell, like we mentioned. Great streaming option. I'm actually starting Curtis Samuel in a couple of leagues. I'm firing up Jahan Dotson in a couple of leagues because if this is the matchup to do it, this is the matchup to do it. It's it's this one. It's this one against the Bears against one of the worst defenses in the league, and and we've seen a lot of teams already be successful against that Bears defense all season long. So. I think this Washington matchup is is no different. So you can you can again Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson got them going in a couple of leagues. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go overboard with Antonio Gibson. He's firmly on the bench and he's in waivers in some leagues too. But yeah, I, yeah. I think I think uh, <laughs> I think I'll I think I'll stop it at Dotson and, and Samuel. Yeah, and I'm even kind of wary on Dotson because of you know he was so touch independent last year, and then you're seeing it when he's not getting touched now. He's almost He's almost unplayable, but again, this is the matchup you would do that. You'll play him in because, you know, Chicago's allowed with the second most quarterback uh, fantasy points, you know, in the league. Only Denver's worse. I believe Sam Howell's like top 10 in, in pass attempts. So, I mean, there's opportunity here for him to, you know, for him to score points and, you know, get those weapons the ball. Um, so, like you say, you're starting all your weapons. I don't know which tight end you start, so I don't want to even mess with that that tight end room. But fire up everybody else. Logan, Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas been been pretty is, been pretty. Is he the guy? Is yeah, he the guy? It's Logan Thomas because okay. the over. So Logan Thomas has played three games. He's gotten at least seven fantasy points. So it, okay. it's it's a it's a floor more so of a floor floor kind of situation. He's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. It, at least if you at least if you put them in your lineup, you know what you're going to get out of them. You know you're going to get seven points. Automatic right. seven points. So Pitts or Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas. I'm taking Logan Thomas this week. Okay. I just I just yeah. wanted to make sure. That's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking Logan. I'm, I, I would take Logan Thomas this week. Yeah. Okay. And, and and I can and I can get on this show next week, and then Kyle Pitts goes, you know, seven for one eleven and two touchdowns randomly, and I look like an idiot. And so, but the process. What what we're but like the data is not telling us that Kyle Pitts is is due for one of those big games, outside of him being super talented. But the the data is not pointing to that. And there's actually some speculation that he's not even healthy, that he's still battling that knee injury that he yeah, sustained I mean, last year. 
That's so, what Arthur Smith said. He yeah. said he said he's still he's still working through it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. That's, I know, that's right. the reason why you, that's cool the reason story, why you're bro. not throwing the ball. <laughs> that's okay. why and that's the reason why Desmond Ritter throws inaccurate passes to two of his top weapons. <laughs> get get out of here. Get out yeah. of here. All right. That was an end of the show. You know, episode of Michael Irvin. We appreciate y'all tapping into, you know, listening to this episode with us. Uh, hopefully you can, you know, take some of this information and apply it to your fantasy teams as you get ready for this week of matchups. Hopefully you're not 0-4. If you're 0-4, then most likely is, is you know, it's curtains. Take the yeah. L out of lover. It's over, brother. <laughs> if you're one and three, there's still there's still some hope. You know, I got I got a team that's one and three in in, in our home league, and it's you know it's not oh, a yeah, good yeah, feeling, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't think I didn't forget about what you said last week. The the, yeah. the North remembers, yeah, 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 yeah. They remember when they put that forty point butt whooping on you too. So mm, yeah, it's, it's about time. It's about time they showed up. All right, so um, underdog, make sure y'all tap into that. Uh, you know that tournament they got. The uh, you know, come and redeem yourself if you effed up your 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 drafts during during the course of you know best ball season uh, during the summertime. You can you know you can tap into that ten dollar entry fee. You know, you know, redeem yourself. Uh, make sure you tap into destinationdevy.com where we drop our articles, drop our pods. We got some, you know, some cool tools if you want to, if you, if you like cool graphics on, you know, defending said player like uh, JSN over, um, you know, QJ or whoever you want to do. They got graphs for that to, you know, kind of spell out what what it's looking like so far for those players. So, um, you know, follow us on on X slash Twitter at Off the Line FF. You can follow me at Fancy Jeans, that's G-N-E-S. You can follow Ike at just underscore Ike09. You got anything before we leave out of here, Ike? No, um, just, you know, good luck. Good luck in week five. It's, you know, it's a bye. It's, it's a four teams on bye. We got you know, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. the Browns, the Buccaneers, and the Chargers on bye. So you got a lot of marquee players out. So hopefully you guys turn that wire, you know, turn, turn those rosters and, and make some moves this week. So, yeah, good luck. Good luck in week five. Oh, and yeah, speaking of wire before we get up out of Jalil, what is his last name? Start with an M. McLaughlin. Yeah, McLaughlin. How, how did you end up winning any any shares of him? I got obviously in our home league, I got him. I, yeah, I think did. I outbid I outbid you. By big like twenty dollars. Big yep. bank take little thing. <laughs> and I think I got him in an um I think I got him in another another league. I think I only have him in like a couple leagues. What about you? I did not get him. The two leagues that I was trying to get him in, um, I got outbid about twenty dollars. So, um, you know, get your funds. And up, I need, man. Yeah, I know. I was, I was, I was being a little cheap on that one for whatever reason. But you know, I got, money, I got a lot of Michael Wilson though. Got a lot of Michael Wilson. Happy about. Okay. That. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't. He was already gone in in the leagues I'm in. So yeah, in most uh, most leagues, uh, most of the leagues, competitive leagues that we're in, he's already gone. Like the for instance, like the like the auction league we had, I drafted him. I drafted him. Yep. So yep. Um, but in other leagues, yeah, he was still still out there, and I kind of scooped I scooped him up. And so must be nice. All right, all right, y'all. Make sure y'all uh, if you still got waivers waiver waiver wires that are still running, make sure you get nasty in those. You can't take that that money with you, so it's better to spend it early than late. And you know, let's 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 try to push up some standings and, and get some W's. Peace out. Peace.